would you like to learn more about the anxious ambivalent attachment style? Five secrets to navigate and thrive. Hey, I'm Antje Boyd, creator and founder of the Magnetize Your Man Method. And today I'm gonna to come with a very special attachment style that so many of you may not be necessarily aware of. And that is the anxious ambivalent attachment style. Now, this is really important to know because what is important to know about this is that the anxious ambivalent attachment style has experienced some sort of emotional hunger from a parent. So it wasn't like this, I'm here for you, I support you, I love you, but it's like, I need something from you, right? And so as you know, I help a lot of women to recover from narcissistic parents. And so guess what? The narcissistic parent is of course the first one that, is that brings that emotional hunger, right? And then of course also leaves you with that emotional neediness as well. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Secret number one, lean into the neediness. Now I told you there's two parts. There's the needy part, that connection part, and then there's the avoidant part, which wants the freedom. So now let's work with the connection part first. So lean into the neediness, right? So this is really huge, you guys, because when I started my journey, I was resisting this so much. As a matter of fact, I was walking the opposite direction whenever a man was interested in me. And they would be so shocked out of their mind. They're like, wait, you were interested in me? You kind of walked the opposite direction. You looked the opposite direction. And you certainly didn't smile at me, right? So it was because, well, because I didn't lead into my neediness. But the problem with that was that I also attracted a lot of emotionally unavailable men into my life who also then in the relationship, in the dating experience, look the other direction, right? So energetically as well as physically. So that's number one. And then number two, what it really means to lean into the neediness is really advocating for your needs. For example, about 10 years ago or so, I was dating this guy and he told me, well, you kiss too much. Or I forget what it was, something like this, you're affectionate too much, whatever, right? And so, um, and I said, yeah, that's me. Okay, so that's what it means to lean into the neediness, lean into that need for connection for yourself and truly, truly advocate for it. Now, secret number two is take care of your freedom part. I think that's what so many women who have an anxious, ambivalent attachment style totally, totally miss. And then what happens is when you don't take care of that part, it actually leads to a lot of self-sabotage. Why? Well, because you actually don't feel safe with that intimacy just quite yet, because there's this part inside of you that wants to be independent. It wants to have this individuality, this separation between you and me. Now, think about it this way. If you had a narcissistic parent, a narcissistic parent really makes sure there is no separation, right? You don't have the right to separate. Okay. And then what that eventually translates to is like you really sort of become your mom's daughter, right? You're not like Susie or you're not like Jolie or you're not whoever, right? But you are your mom's daughter, right? Which right away, the belonging is to your mom. You don't have the freedom. And, uh, and also there's sort of like this hunger, right? It's like you belong to me. Now, what happens, what it translates into is like we want to become really independent really, really fast, as fast as we can. I, for example, started grocery shopping by the time I was eight years old, 
That's right. I'm not even kidding you. Okay. And so, and then of course it translated in lots of other things later on where I just took the independence and I'm sure that's the same is true for you, right? You became like the high achiever, Miss Independent. I don't need anyone because I don't want to feel the clinginess from someone else. Like you felt it from your mom or like you felt it from your dad, right? That sort of dependence. It felt like yucky and it felt like, oh, I'm being strangled. I'm being suffocated. So now how do you take care of your freedom part? It's really for one, you take it slow. Right, so when you start to meet a man that you're really interested in, that you're really attracted to, you know, you take it slow, you give it space, right? And you can actually also explain that as well to the man why that's important to you so that all of your parts are really on board. Secret number three is literally dual parts integration. Okay, hold on a second, what the heck is that? Now you just heard me talk about parts. So when I talk about parts integration, essentially you want to take that part that wants the connection and you want to take that part that wants to have that freedom, that space, that independence and bring them together. Look, you need to find some sort of compromise between the two without making each and every single one wrong. Right? So sometimes we say, well, I really love the, the, the avoidant one, but I don't like the anxious one. You know, I really like the anxious one, but I don't like the avoidant one. Right? And it's like, no, 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 no. It's really important that you don't make any of those wrong because both of those parts actually serve you. Right? Of course, the connection part serves you because it really makes sure that you seek out people that you can really trust, that you feel really connected to, and that you really get your emotional needs met. The freedom part, on the other hand, really makes sure that you have a healthy interdependence in your relationships. There's a clear boundaries, right? There's a clear self-respect and a sense of self where you know this is my agenda and this is somebody else's agenda. Both of them are very important and none of them are wrong. So it's just important to bring both of them together. Now, another way how you can also do a parts integration is by saying, hey, okay, how about I play out my anxious part more um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and maybe my avoidant part the other three days, and then Sunday I do whatever I want, right? So you can even like say you take certain times of the day where you can play out the anxious or the avoidant uh, seven days of the week, right? So you can take different approaches on how you integrate them, how you give both of them a very important, very significant voice. Why is that important? Because if you don't do that, then one of the parts will actually sabotage you. Okay. And then what, what happens is you start looping. You know, I talk a lot about looping and people coming back to me and year after year is the same story, same story, 10 years later, same story. It's because you're looping, right? You're not breaking out of your pattern. The parts are sabotaging each other, right? And they're manipulating you. And for some reason it never works out in the end. So do a parts integration. Secret number four, make the unknown your friend. Now we talk about again, that part that's really afraid of sort of like, I don't know what's happening, right? So when we become attached, okay, when we, especially when we attach prematurely, it's because we want to create a false sense of certainty. I call that pseudo certainty. Now this is actually not actually true, right? Because we don't have certainty. You know, so what happens oftentimes is like you have to see what is the relationship I have to the unknown, you know, and oftentimes 
when the women that come to me are in that place, lots of clients I work with, oftentimes, of course, they have a really helpless, a powerless kind of relationship to the unknown. And it gives them like not really a sense of safety, of connection, of and just really trust almost, right? They don't trust the unknown. They don't trust themselves within the unknown. And they certainly don't trust other people in the unknown. So it's really about make the unknown your friend, right? Like years ago, I had this concept in my mind. It was really about like how to have an open heart in uncertainty. Because look what happens. As soon as we hit uncertainty, we actually close our heart. We get ready for battle because we don't know what's coming. So instead of surrendering to it, opening up into it, oh, how much unknown can I receive? How much uncertainty can I receive? And by the way, through that uncertainty, many, many gifts are coming online. Your intuition becomes stronger. Your internal dialogue becomes stronger. Your instinct becomes stronger. So many gifts are coming online that maybe the mental part of you, of you may not be able to comprehend in that particular moment, but yet those new gifts that are coming online are actually super, super powerful and help you oftentimes to get to your goal much faster. And finally, secret number five, stop filling in the blanks. Look, I hear this all the time. My client goes on a date and then she says, well, he flirted with me. We had a great time. Like, I'm sure he wants to go out with me again. I can't wait to meet his parents. Wow, back, back, back off. Like we're pulling the emergency brake right now, right? Why is that? Well, because hold on one second. How do you know that? How do you know he's flirting with you? Well, Antia, I can tell when a man's flirting with me. Really? How do you know? It's not an interpretation. How do you know? It's not a story. How do you know when that he's really interested in you? How do you know he's going to ask you out again? How do you know all of that? Every man and every woman has six masculine and six feminine archetypes inside of themselves. Okay, and so you just see certain archetypes. And by the way, just the light side of that archetype, because there's also shadow side. When you meet a man, you have to keep that in mind. You meet maybe two, maybe two or maybe three of the archetypes in that particular moment, right? You have no idea of the 360. You have no idea of the bird's eye view, who this guy really, really is, what his intentions are, what is his family like. You don't know that, right? And so what I encourage you to do is actually back off, pull out the story, you can still say, I went out yesterday, I had a great time. You would always say that you have a great time, right? You can't speak for him. You know what I mean? I felt like really wonderful and whatever. You can make it about yourself, right? And then you can be like so happy. I had a friend a few years ago and she would always say, I'm so pleasantly surprised when the guys reach out to me, right? Why is that? Well, because she didn't make this assumption. She just went from one date after the other. Right? She didn't say, oh, I went on a date and now we walk down the aisle and I can't wait for us to go on vacation in the Caribbean and to meet all of his friends. Right? Whoa, hold on one second. Okay, so interesting enough, what you want to do instead is like, I always usually visualize it like this. It's like a horse that you pull back like a Mustang that wants to run forward really fast, really intensely. Right? And you're just like, wow, come on back. Okay, so, um, and so it, it doesn't race too fast. And then the other piece also is, and this is really important to know, when we fill in the blanks, a part of us actually knows that it's a projection. 
It's like as if you project a shadow on the wall. But you know that shadow is not 3D. That, that shadow is not made out of flesh, right? That shadow is not in that sense, like just really in, in, that, real, in that tangible reality, right? It's, it's almost like an illusion. And then because we know it's an illusion, we actually become attached even more, right? And then we're more afraid of the uncertainty. And so you see how this cycle continues because we get attached because we want to prove the illusion to be true that we unconsciously know is not true. Okay, so those are my five secrets to navigate and thrive about the anxious, ambivalent attachment style. So if you're like, gosh, Antje, I'm really struggling with that. And yes, you're right. I have an anxious part and I also have an avoidant part inside of myself. Very interesting. Never noticed that before. Or I do have a narcissistic parent and I really don't know how to do the parts integration what I'm supposed to advocate for my neediness without being pushed away and rejected. How the heck am I going to do that? Well, if that's any of the questions or something like that, I invite you to come on a magnetize your man heart to heart chat where we get crystal clear on what it is for you that's getting in the way of being really congruent, aligned in your power, self-respectful, right? And attracting that right man for you, which is of course the secure attachment style. So for that, hop on over to magnetizeyourman.com or click that link below. Grab your slot as long as they last. And I am super, super stoked. This is one of my favorite subjects to talk to you then. Much love. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Mwah!